we are a family. So during the shutdown, myself and the programmer, we're sharing what we're doing and we're asking our customers to do the same. You want to keep that relationship going. Even when there's no tweets to send out saying, oh, buy this ticket to see it next. Like, just because that information is not there does not mean that you should go dark on communicating with your community. It's been 13 days since all major exhibitors in the United States closed their movie theaters because of the coronavirus. This is a theatrical shutdown that prior to this moment, no one would ever have thought possible. Now, a $2 trillion stimulus package with nearly $500 million of potential aid earmarked for businesses may be a lifeline for theaters. This week, we're going to look at what happened between the chains closing down and the passing of the bill and lay out what's in the stimulus package, which could help theaters. I'm Russ Fisher, editorial director of the Box Office Studios, which provides online editorial content for theaters. I'm joined by Daniel Luria, editorial director of Box Office Pro Magazine. And later in the episode, we'll be joined by Rebecca Polly, deputy editor of Box Office Pro Magazine. All right. And now it is time to stimulate all of ourselves by discussing something that in any other context would be maybe the driest possible material in the world, which is a massive stimulus package that went through the Senate, was passed by the Senate through a bipartisan effort, and is awaiting passage in the House. There's broad support for this package overall, which helps individuals and contains language for that sets aside nearly $500 billion for businesses. So Daniel, if you can... Give me a quick bullet point run through of what this package looks like from the perspective of exhibitors and how it might help us going forward. I think every exhibitor right now is taking a very, very close look at these uh, proposed measures uh, from the government. Looking at the reaction of the National Association of Theater Owners, it looks like they are largely in favor uh, with a lot of these measures that is behind this sort of bipartisan support for this bill, right? Among the sort of highlights that NATO cites as positive for movie theaters are a $454 billion loan guarantee fund. And that would provide access to capital for movie theaters and other businesses. It's important to say that figure isn't only for movie theaters, but they are part of the businesses that can apply to this fund to cover their fixed costs while they're unable to open their doors and generate revenue during this crisis. Part of this also includes uh, expanded SBA programs that allow small businesses and small uh, exhibition companies to do the same in order to weather this sort of um, financial hit that a lot of these companies are taking. There are also provisions to allow a deferral of payroll taxes and expanded opportunities for lost carrybacks for businesses and technical corrections whenever there's a qualified improvement property. Uh, looking at some of the other bullet points that NATO provided, they also cite an employee retention tax credit for businesses that can keep people on the payroll despite the closures. So that's going to be uh, hopefully something that a lot of companies can take advantage of. 
We're also seeing up to four months of direct aid to workers through extended and expanded unemployment insurance. And hopefully that means that the government will be able to cover some of the financial hits that cinema workers that can't work are going to be taking during this time. And uh, that includes uh, increases in weekly dollar amount and eligibility for part-time employees. As we know, we are in an industry here that relies on a lot of part-time and hourly employees to be able to function. And finally, there are advanced tax deductions to workers that are payable now. These are the quick sort of bullet points that the National Association of Theater Owners cite as positive things coming from this act. And uh, I think like everyone else, we are taking things day by day to see how these measures can be applied and uh, work within the industry. Because ultimately what we're looking at is a gigantic pot of potential money as far as the loan guarantee fund, but for which there's going to be significant competition, right? And we don't have any real knowledge of how determinations are going to be made at this point of who gets what slice of what is admittedly a very large pie right now. Absolutely. I think this is a a very positive first step for the industry to recover, but it by no means is the golden solution that we're all waiting for, right? Uh, Hopefully this package will deliver much needed liquidity for a lot of these companies that employ a large number of workers in every state. There are movie theaters in every state, and there are people that depend on these locations for their livelihood. We're hoping is that once details from this bill get sort of settled, the exhibition industry will be well represented. Do we have any sense of a timeline for, as far as expectations go, for when companies might begin to understand that, yes, realistically, some of this relief is available to them? Not to my knowledge, no. So at this point, there's reason to be optimistic, certainly. And there's also the byproduct of the fact that the acceptance of the stimulus bill did a lot of work to help bolster the markets. So we've seen upturns in the Dow and S&P and the general health of the market, uh, while certainly still shaky, also has an effect on, if nothing else, the larger chains, which you know, certainly have to keep an eye on their valuation overall. So that's another positive outcome of this as we wait to see precisely how it all shakes out. And that's exactly what we have to do, right, Russ? We have to wait to see how this shakes out. Uh, It's not the easiest advice to take, especially with the anxiety that I think a lot of us are having here at home watching the situation develop. But what is in our control is, again, what individual theater owners and what individual moviegoers can do to help out their local cinemas. And um, one of my colleagues, Rebecca Pauly, our deputy editor over at Box Office Pro, has been spending the last two to three weeks looking and analyzing a lot of those different techniques and strategies that cinemas can employ to not only keep in touch with moviegoers, but to make sure that they can count on their support during these difficult times. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks for joining us. Great to talk to you again. So based on what you've been seeing so far, how can theaters and cinemas stay in touch with their audiences right now? First of all, theaters have to recognize that communication right now 
is not optional. Just because you're closed does not mean that you should not be consistently updating those social media accounts. A quote that, that really stuck out for me from Melissa Boudreau, the CMO at Imagine Entertainment, is our role is to provide entertainment and an escape for our guests. Right now, no one can do that in their buildings. So you're seeing cinemas on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, reaching out to their customers with share your favorite movie memory. This is Paul Newman's birthday. What's your favorite film of his? Marcus Theaters is asking customers to send photos of their dogs. You know, these things might seem kind of light and frivolous right now, but really they are absolutely essential to provide that escape to customers and frankly, to remind customers as to Russ, what you said earlier, which is that theaters are a vital part of the community. I'm hearing some concern from exhibitors that, you know, maybe people are getting used to watching movies on VOD. So when this all ends, will they even want to come back to theaters? I believe they will. And I certainly plan to go to a movie first thing and eat way too much popcorn. But in keeping in touch with your consumers, you're really reminding them, hey, we are part of your community. And just because we're closed right now doesn't mean we're gone. So you want to have that lighthearted tone. Chains like Imagine and other chains I've seen posting a like shutdown movie bingo for people to play as they're watching things at home. Like, have you ugly cried during a movie? Uh, <laughs> You know? Oh, Rocky yeah. Four, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, spoiler alert, when Apollo Creed dies, that's the only appropriate yeah. time to cry during a movie, and it has to happen every time. <laughs> now, let's, let's check that box off. Whoa. I mean, keeping in touch with your customers, there's this one cinema, the Frida Cinema, located in Orange County, California. They're doing something that I think is really cool, actually, the day after we record this, so it hasn't happened yet. But they're doing a 10-hour streamathon which is like a telethon, except streaming. And they are screening short films. They are doing interviews with these local filmmakers. You know, their staff from the cinema, but in separate rooms, <laughs> sharing what's going on with them. And it's trying to get some money during this. So what I'm seeing is a lot of chains saying, you know, buy gift cards. There are a lot of VOD, you know, Kino Lorber and, and, and those that are have VOD streaming arrangements for recent films that would be in theaters right now. And some of those funds will go to independent movie theaters. Now, you mentioned, Rebecca, that buying things from your local cinema is a good way to support them. Obviously, you're mm -hmm. not going to buy tickets. What can you purchase from them other than gift cards? What are you seeing some cinemas do within the limited operation capacities they have to offer the community. Marcus had a sale of you send in your money and you get delivered through the mail, like a giant bucket of popcorn, some cups and some candy. Unfortunately for those who might want to partake, but fortunately for Marcus, they've sold out. This has proven, I think, a good and useful method for studio for, for cinemas to get rid of some of their stock that they wouldn't be able to hang out onto for a while. But yeah, you're seeing a lot of concessions. You're seeing, for example, Malco has a powerhouse grill location that they're doing takeout and delivery, which they actually did before this whole thing went down. That's a dine-in cinema or is that a cinema with a full kitchen setup? It's a cinema with a, like a restaurant attached to it, basically. As you know, that's been a, a huge sort of uh, trend here in the business. A lot of cinemas 
opening their own kitchens, opening their own restaurant service. It's interesting to see locations now using those to help them during this time with, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, takeout and delivery options. Yeah. And the side effect of that is it helps you keep some staff on for as long as you can swing it, which is definitely something that is positive and helpful. And people want to help their employees as much as they can. Yeah, it's very heartening to see a lot of companies, especially the smaller companies, doing everything they can possibly do to keep their staff paid, to keep them with health insurance. Obviously, right now, there is no time where it's more crucial to have continued health coverage. And so it's great to see companies doing all of this work and being proactive when it comes to taking care of their staff, who, again, as we discussed last week, are really part of this community that makes up the theatrical experience. Absolutely. I really like the Frida cinema. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that's a, it's just close enough to me that I always feel like I can get down there kind of easily. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, it's an hour and 15 minutes each way. I don't know that I'm going to do that tonight, but their programming is incredible. The way that they outreach to their audience is fantastic. They've opened up and kind of created a little oasis in a spot that didn't really have a repertory slash art house outlet for a long time. And so I'm happy to see that they're continuing their practice of being sort of forward thinking when it comes to engaging with their audience and their community. They really are. And and I was speaking with Logan Crow, who runs that cinema. and, And something he said was that our regulars know me and I know them. They're not customers. We are a family. So during the shutdown, myself and the programmer, we're sharing what we're doing and we're asking our customers to do the same. You want to keep that relationship going, even when there's no tweets to send out saying, oh, buy this ticket to see it next. Like, just because that information is not there does not mean that you should go dark on communicating with your community. It's a great point, Rebecca. And uh, yeah, I think we're we're all hardened to see the efforts that exhibitors are, are doing to make sure they are engaged with their local communities from the chain level down to the independent cinemas to make sure that everyone knows that we're in this together and uh, that there's something that they can do to help. Also, it's good to make sure that that popcorn gets sold. That way, when we go back into the movies, it's not stale. <laughs> you mm-hmm. got to put all that F&B inventory to good use. Before we go, thank you, Rebecca. And just to kind of go back to what we talked about last week before we take off, what are you watching right now? What have you both been passing your time? Give me a quick recommendation for people listening. I've been watching old 30s Ernst Lubitsch musicals because they are light and fun and I cannot do anything serious right now. Very good. Do you have a, is there a specific title that has stood out to you as a favorite from the Lubitsch collection? Oh my God. It's actually not a musical, but Design for Living is an early one of his. Yeah, it's Gary Cooper. You can't really go wrong there. It's a wonderful movie. It's so good. This is a a time to go back to your comfort movies. A lot of us, if not all of us, have those sort of movies that we always keep on going back to in times of stress. I mentioned this earlier, Rocky 1 through, I guess we can call them 8, if we include the last two Creed movies. Those were the movies that originally had me fall in love with watching things. And it's always a great sort of content to see and to to fall back on. I love it. See, for me, it's lately, it's been a lot of horror because that was also an early entry point for me 
into a love of cinema. And specifically this week, the filmmaker Stuart Gordon passed away, which Mm. was a sad loss for the horror community in Los Angeles and around the world. A lot of people may not realize it, but the the horror community, as far as filmmakers and even fans in LA, is extremely tight-knit and very friendly and welcoming. A lot of the people in that community were very welcoming to me when I moved to Los Angeles. They're really warm and caring, and so the loss of Stuart Gordon was a big deal. So I've been watching a lot of his movies, uh, Reanimator from Beyond, a very strange shot on video film called Castle Freak. And I love that stuff. And like the Rocky movies are comforting to you, those films are, despite their kind of uh, extreme edges of content, are extremely comforting to me. And so I've taken a lot of solace in those. Stuart Gordon's Dolls is, I think, an excellent quarantine watch because it's you know, about killer dolls, but it's also oddly feel good. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a happy, comforting film about dolls that kill people. (laughs) That's a beautiful way to put it. I could not agree more. I think it's absolutely wonderful. It's a really beautiful little movie and, uh, and also one that's kind of gets overlooked. So that's a good recommendation. Thank you. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And uh, Russ, take it away. Again, Rebecca, thank you for joining us. Daniel, great to speak to you again. We will be back next week with a further examination of where the industry stands. Hopefully we'll have more specific news to talk about with respect to the stimulus package. Thank you both for joining us.